Well, good evening. Well, you know, last week we talked about having joy in trials. And uh, difficult, difficult. Uh, but tonight I want to talk about Thanksgiving. And what we're going to take a look at tonight is thanking the Lord um, through prayer, mainly through prayer, but thanking Him for what He's done in our life and what He's doing in our life, okay? For the things of the past, what He's brought us out of, and, uh, and the different areas we're going to take a look at tonight where we need to thank Him for that. Um, and we're going to be in Psalms 107, and the first verse there, it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and His love endureth forever. Giving thanks to the Lord, uh, and for he is good. All of us know that. Um, his mercy and his loving kindness endureth forever. In other words, it never stops, okay? You know, uh, God loves us. We know that. He died on the cross. We know that. But that love and that mercy never stops. It says it endureth forever. Um, and Philip, Philipp, where? I just lost it. In Philippians 4, 6, it says, by prayer and petition, in other words, uh, your definite request, okay? With thanksgiving, present your request to God, okay? So by, you know, we're just not told uh, uh, in the Psalms, but we're told all the way through the Bible that, you know, by prayer and by by uh, by prayer and by request, you know, our request. In other words, by prayer, give your thanks to God and and pray and you know. It, when you're praying, I always, I don't know about you, but I always start my prayers out, my prayer my prayer life out. I don't care if it's in the morning or evening. I always start mine out pra praising Him and thanking Him for what He's done. And you know, if you start, if you start your prayer thanking Him and praising Him for what He's done in your life, all of a sudden, what you're asking for seems seems almost minute, minute. You know what I'm saying? It seems a lot smaller, okay? So just, uh, that's just, uh, I, I was taught that years and years ago. And, uh, and in fact, what they did, they had me, and this is no joke, they had Norman and I ask him for nothing for 15 days. For 15 days after we came back to the Lord. Ask for nothing, just thank him. Every time we went to prayer, we just thanked him. And you know, that built our faith so much. Because as we thanked him, it seemed like he did more. As he thanked him, he, he already was doing the things that I wanted to request. You know what I'm saying? So thanking God, uh, and he deserves our thanks, don't he? He deserves our thanks. You know, um, uh, the, it, it says, you know, make your requests known to God. In other words, pray. Don't be afraid to pray. It amazes me, it amazes me how people are afraid to pray. They don't know how to pray. You know, I mean, I was raised in church, but, you know, and, and I know that, and I listen to some great, what I would call great people pray, you know. My grandma, when she started praying, she brought the house down. You know, now I'll be honest with you, when I pray, sometimes it, sometimes it feels like I'm bringing the house down, but there's other times, but don't be afraid to ask God. Don't be afraid to thank him. Don't be afraid to pray. They, you know, I've had people come to me and they said, Rick, how do you pray? You know, they're afraid, but they're not afraid to talk. You know, it's amazing 
how we can talk to our friends and talk to our family, but we have a hard time talking to the one that we should be talking to, and that's God. You know, that's God. I talk to him just like I'm talking to you. I'll be honest with you. Now, I don't call him by his first name. I call you know, you know, I, I approach him. I know he's holy. I don't, I don't kid around him. I don't, I'm not one of these that call him dad or all this other kind of stuff. You know, he is God and he's holy and he stands to be in a place. But, but let him know how you, you know, he already knows, but he wants to hear it. He already, know, he already knows what's on your heart. He already knows what you're thinking about and what, you, what, your, what your desires are. But he wants to hear it from you. He wants to hear it from you. That's called prayer. You know? And sometimes, don't make it any more complicated than it is. You don't have to pray, oh, my Holy Father. You know, I mean, I listened to somebody a few weeks ago, and I don't know why. I, I hate watching, and I got to not hate. I, di- I don't, I don't like, thank you. I don't like watching all these preachers on TV. Sometimes they drive me crazy because they make it so theatrical. You know what I mean? You know, make it just simple. God don't need to know what you ate last night. He don't need to know how many degrees you have. He don't need to know, I pray constantly, Lord. He knows when you pray and when you don't. If you have to tell somebody how much you pray, that says something. Especially if you have to tell God. Okay? So, your prayer life. You know, and thanksgiving. Try that. Try just thanking him for a couple of days without asking just try it and see what happens. You know, I was, I, when, I'm trying to think when it was, Monday, Monday morning when I got up, you know, and I get up early and that's my prayer time while everybody else is sleeping, you know. And I was thinking about, you know, I'm going down to see my grandson. We're taking off tomorrow to go down and see my grandson. And I was just thinking, as I was thinking there and sitting there, all the great things that he has done just for him, just for him, you know. And I started thanking God for that, for what he's done there, for what he's done in my daughter's life, for what he's done in the other daughter's life. I started thanking him for what he's done in my marriage and what he's done in my home. I started thanking him for what he's, what he's done in our church. You know, I was thanking him for Lowe getting out of the hospital before Lowe got out of the hospital. You know, just, you know, and by the time, but I'll be honest with you, by the time I got done thanking him, I couldn't remember what I wanted to pray. Ask. You know what I'm saying? Just spend some time. Let him know. Let him know that you love him. Just think, i got to watch how I word this. Just think if you told your loved ones how much you love them as much as you tell God. Now, I tell my wife every day, but I tell God every day. I love him. I, I know what he took me from. And you guys know what he took you out of. You know, I don't know about you, but every one of us, well, I do know about you. Every one of us are sinners going to hell. I mean, let's face it, we were. And he took us out of some tough, rough places. How many of us are perfect? I'm the only one? No. You know, hey, we weren't, were we? You know? And the garbage and the junk, and that, let's place the way it is. What he took us out of, we need, to re, we need to thank God daily for that. You know? We need to thank God. Thank him for protection. You know, we live in a world... 
that we need Paul to protect. We need all God's help to protect us as we can, you know? Driving down the road. I was driving up to the hospital today, going up to see Brenda, and somebody cut me off. I'll tell you, I must have missed him by... In fact, I got out and looked at my car to see if I had some of his paint on the front of my car, you know? I mean, if I wouldn't have hit my brake, I would have been in his back seat, you know? But it was God's hand, you know? Be honest with you, I had a coffee in one hand, <laughs> okay? And, uh, but, you know, God's protection. I, you know, I thanked them. You know, I was about three or four miles, from, I was on Southfield. And I, I, I was about three or four miles from the hospital, and I thanked them all the way there. Thank you for protecting me, because I could have been in the bed next to Brenda. You know what I'm saying? God's protection. Don't be afraid to pray. Don't be afraid. First Thessalonians 5 it says, rejoice always, pray continuously, and give thanks in all circumstances. Rejoice always. Not, hard to, not easy to do. Pray continuously. That don't mean every single moment you got to be praying, but you need to be in a state that you can. If somebody asks you to pray for them, you don't have to stop and get prayed up before you pray for them. That's being in that content. You know what I'm saying? Well, wait a minute. Let me ask God to forgive me for this so I can pray for you. Be in a state of continuous prayer. When God brings somebody to your mind, don't think, gee, I wonder how they are doing. Pray for them. You know, it took me a long time to figure that out. Why am I thinking about that person? I mean, I had a pretty thick head, you know? And it takes a while for God to kind of bump me on the head and say, hey, listen, you know. Let me give you an example. Give me an example. And this happened years and years ago when Norm and I were going through our marriage problems. And we had a couple at our church, and I may have told you this story before, Tom and Sandy. We had a couple at our church. They were missionary interns. And in the Alliance, you have to do, before you go on the mission field, you have to do a year of intern in a church. Okay, So they were missionary interns when Norma and I were young Christians. Okay, we were married. But we got to know Tom and Sandy pretty well. Okay? And... They went off to the mission field, and while they were gone, our marriage went, you know, I mean, it took a nosedive, okay? And they came home on furlough about, about six months after Norm and I came back to the Lord, okay? And, uh, and they had a, we had them at our church, and they were talking to us, and they said, and we were telling them what, was, what happened, and they said, when was that? And we told them what? And she said, let me, let me go get my book, and she looked it up. Now, would you believe it? That night, God woke them up. Three o'clock in the morning there. I think it was 8.30 here, and that's about what time, okay? God woke them up out of a sound sleep and said, pray for Rick and Norma. Be, be continuous in prayer. God, God knows what he's doing. And he lays somebody in, upon your heart. Don't wake up and write it down and say, I'll pray for him in the morning. Get, pray for him. Pray for him. I keep a pencil and a paper next to my bed. I do. Because I forget. You know? Now, do you ever forget? I forget things. You know? And I keep a pencil and paper because when God wakes me up, I got to write it down because by morning I'm thinking, did I dream that? You know what I'm saying? You know? So I keep it there so I can write, so I can write it down and so I can stop and so I can pray. You know? Just, just, I'm just giving you a little hints. Pray, be in, you know, in, 
pray continuously. And let me ask you this. Don't, you don't answer it, but how's your prayer life? How's your prayer life? I don't know of anybody's prayer life that can't be probably improved. Honestly. You know? My, life, my prayer life can be. I pray a lot, but my prayer life can be improved. You know? And, I, I need, and all of us need to kind of tune our ear to listen to God. You know? God tunes his ear to listen to us. We're going to hear that scripture before it's over. And we need to tune our ear to listen to God. Um, what do you pray about? Well, just, you know, just start thanking him. Thank you. Thank him for, you know, even if you're going through a rough time, thank him. You know, you can think of a million things to thank him for once you start. Once you start. So don't be afraid. And you know, the more, the more you pray and the more you thank him, then the more time, the, the closer, I believe, the closer you draw to God. You know, communication is big in the home, isn't it? Communication is big in marriage. If you don't communicate, if husband and wife don't communicate, they don't get along. Number two thing in marriages is communication. Number second biggest problem in marriages, the second biggest problem probably with Christians, maybe the first big, is communication with God. It really is. It's communicating with God. I'm not going to tell you what the first one is in marriage. You should be able to figure that one out. But it's communication. We have to learn to communicate. You know, I know, I know of people that can communicate tremendously with their friends and they can't say two words to each other without fighting. That's not communication. Now, this is not, this is not on marriage. And that's not in my... Did that lights just get dim? Are we losing power? Okay, good. Okay. Oh, I didn't see you up there. You know what you're doing. Okay. So communication. Thank you. Um, I can see you now. But, but part, part of, of, of prayer is communication. And communication is two-way. You pray and you listen to what God has to say. A lot of us, we pray and we shut it off and we don't sit and we don't listen. God, answer my prayer. But we don't give them time to answer it. We don't give them time to answer it. So, thanking God. Thanking Jesus. Don't be afraid to thank Him. Don't be afraid to thank Him. Let me, as, let me tell you, you know, it's, and it says here uh, in verse 2, it says, let the redeemed, whew, turn those off. Thank you. <laughs> let the redeemed, <laughs> Wait a minute, I can't see. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Verse 2 of that. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. The redeemed, that's us. People, we have a story to tell. Every one of us that's been redeemed. You know what that means? That's been set free, that's been saved. Every one of us have a story to tell. Don't be afraid to share your story. Now, I'm a talker. Okay, Norman said I could talk to I can talk to a door and get an answer. Okay, I love to talk. Okay, but I was never even at, even at Chrysler and I was the boss. Even I wasn't afraid to share my story. Sometimes they didn't want to listen. Sometimes they did, but I wasn't afraid. Don't be afraid to share your story. And all of us have a story. Listen, 
He's talking about, and you know, and this he's talking about the Israelites. That's God's people. And listen, if you went went back in in uh, one oh six, listen listen to their story. First of all, they rebelled against God. Now, this I'm just listen to what I have to say. You don't have to read this. They rebelled against God. Okay, that was that was one of their problems. They mingled with other nations and adopted their customs. Okay. In other words, they walked with the enemy. And they, they mingled, in other words, they mingled with the sinners and adopted their customs. They sacrificed their sons and their daughters to false gods. Now this is God's chosen people. You, t- you don't think they had a story to tell? Okay. It says, and the Lord was angry with his people and gave them into the hands of their enemies. God, was, God says enough is enough. You know, sometimes God does that. I really believe that. I think God says, okay, you know what? I've given you chance after chance after chance after chance. Enough is enough. Let's see what you're going to do here. It says, and he gave them over to his enemies. But then it says, yet he took note of their disaster when they cried out to him. When they cried, you know what that means? When they prayed to him. When they cried out to him. When do we cry out to God? Do you ever cry out to God for help in our prayer? Sure we do. You know? And it says, even as bad as they were. And I'll tell you, they were scums. It says God turned his back on them. Okay? He handed them over. Okay? To their enemies. Say, here, you fight by yourself. Thank God he doesn't do that to us, huh? Thank God, you know? But, but when they cried out to God, when things got so bad and they realized what they have done, they cried out to God and said, God, forgive us. And it says, yet after all that, after all of that, he had mercy on them. You don't think they had a story to tell? Every one of us people, God, everyone has, God has done something in our life. He has flipped the light on in our heart and in our mind and he's done something in our life we have a story to tell that people need to hear that people need to hear don't be afraid don't be afraid to tell it says he took note of their disaster when they cried out and he saved them and he saved them we have a great God we have a great God. It says, He redeemed. You know what redeemed means? Redeemed means He bought us. Every one of us are redeemed. God paid the price. On that cross, Jesus paid the price. He redeemed us. He paid the price. The price has been paid for our sins. It's been paid for us, people. That's what redeem means. He bought us back. I remember, how many can remember uh, the gold bell gift stamps and all those other things. Uh, some of us older people can remember those, can't we? Okay, where did we take them when we we took them to a place to get them redeemed, right? And we got things for them. I think that's what they call them, redeemed center or something like that, okay? And we got things for them. You know, God redeemed us. He bought us back. He bought us back. He, he bought us. All, and I'll tell you, you look at this, how many of us rebelled against God? Maybe not the way they did, but we rebelled. I did. I did. A lot of us did, you know? A lot of us adopt, adopted some of the customs of the world and got stuck in it. Thank God 
we didn't sacrifice our sons and our daughters. But you know, when I thought of when I read that, I thought of the abortion that's going on today in our country. In our country. That's more or less what they were doing here. It's sad, isn't it? And God got angry. You know what? God doesn't get so angry with his people as he gets angry with the sin of his people. He gets angry with the sin of his people. But you know, he brought them out of one place. He let them out here. He gave them what they wanted. They, you know, hey, we got the land. Now we want food. So he gave them the food. Then they rebelled against that. You know, they rebelled against Moses. They rebelled against... It was one big rebellion after rebellion after rebellion. You know? Now, there's been a couple of us that got saved when we were young and we rebelled in our early years. And God brought us back, didn't he? He brought us back. He paid the price. So... He paid the price. He delivered us from sin. We've been delivered, people. We've been delivered because the price has been paid. He bought us back. Now, we have a story to tell, just like the Israelites had a story to tell. And in, in chapter 7, wow, is it that late already? In chapter uh, 107, he lists four things uh, that they cried unto the Lord for. And I want to take a look, a quick look at those four things. Um, and number one, um, they, cried, they cried unto the Lord for their trouble. They cried unto the Lord when they were in trouble. Okay? Um, it says, and he rescued them from their disaster. Some of them were wandering in the desert land. How many of us were outside just wandering, lost, okay? And that's what it says here. They were lost. They were wandering. He rescued them, you know, from the wasteland. It said they were hungry and they were thirsty. God rescued them from their disaster and he satisfied their hunger and thirst. Doesn't that sound something like us sometime? You know, we're hungry and we're thirsting, but we don't know what is going to satisfy us. We can run, when we're unsaved, we run from this to this to this to this, looking for satisfaction. And it never satisfies us, does it? You know, it may satisfy us for a day. It may satisfy for a little while. But God said, you know, that, that he satisfied their hunger and their thirst. He brought them out of, the, uh, out of their troubles. They were hungry. They were wandering. They were lost. And he brought them back. God is our provider. He's our provider. He satisfies just not our spiritual, just not our physical hunger and thirst, but our spiritual hunger and thirst. He does it both. When we cry out to Him, when we pray out to Him, all of us probably go through some dry times spiritually. It happens once in a while. Man, you, it, feels like, it feels like my prayers hit the, hit the ceiling and come down. You ever been through that? You know, you think, Lord, what's going on? Well, pray about it. Ask God, what's going on? Is there something that's blocking it? You know? And God's not afraid to tell you. He's not afraid to point his finger. You know? But you pray, that's what's called praying through. You pray through those times. It says that God satisfies our hunger and thirst. Are you thirsty? Are you thirsty? Are you hungry for more of God? Are you hungry for more of God? You should be. We should be. We should be as a church. We, sh we should walk in Sunday morning hungry 
Not because you didn't eat breakfast. Not because you didn't read the Word in the morning. But you're hungry to hear what God has to say. What God has to say. And He feeds us. He feeds us through His Word. He feeds us through prayer. He feeds us when He talks to us. It's a feeding station. The Bible is a feeding station. Get a hold of it and feed. I'm going to have to write that down. Bible is a feeding station. That's not in my notes. Okay? But it says here, you know, that God provided both spiritually and physically when they cried to Him in prayer. He's our deliverer. He's our deliverer. When we're distressed, He comes and delivers us. That's number two. He's our deliverer. He's our deliverer in verse 10, 14. That's the second group. He, and in that group, you look at it, he, he delivered them emotionally and physically. They were emotionally and physically in bondage. And number two should be on the back. Okay? He's our deliverer. It says they sat in other darkness. They were prisoners suffering in iron chains. Because why? Because they rebelled against God. And he had a plan. He had a plan. They were stumbling. They, they're stumbling. They didn't know where to go. You ever, were you out there? Were you stumbling in your days before Christ? Weren't we? You know, we didn't know which way to go. We didn't know to go here. We didn't know to go there. Again, he said, and they cried. Look at that. They cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out from their darkness. He brought them out from the darkness. You know, physical darkness can be tough. It can be tough. Because Satan gets in there and he says, see, you're, you know, your God can't do this. Your God can't do that. There, 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 there is a physical darkness. But he says he brought them. He took them out of, their t out of their darkness. And what did he do? He just didn't loosen their chains. It says here, he broke their chains. I don't want my chains loosened. I want my, bro my chains broken. And that's what Jesus does. That's what God does. He breaks those sins that bind us. And, you know, and, and a lot of us were bound in chains. We were bound in chains of sin. And when Jesus came, he lifted that darkness from our heart, from our mind, and he gave us light. He gave us his word. He gave us a smile. He took the anger away and gave us a peace. He took the temptations away and delivered us from them. And he breaks those chains that bind us. There was something that bound me. It was years and years ago. And I just couldn't get over it. I couldn't get over it. And I'll never forget that night when I gave everything to God. He said, how about this? How about this? I gave it to God, and he broke that chain. Now, don't, that, that don't mean there wasn't temptations. There was. But he broke that chain. It wasn't the same, and I got victory over it. God is a God that will break those chains, will loosen those chains, and, and he'll give you victory if you're looking for it. Problem is, we want the chains broke, but we want to hold on just in case. You know, you don't give, you don't give God things like this. You give God things like this. The problem is, we want to hold on just in case. That was my problem. Just in case it didn't work, I wanted to hold on. And when I realized what I was doing, you know, and he broke that chain, and I gave it to God, man, there was victory. Man, there was victory. 
And that's what he's talking about here. He broke those chains. He delivered them. He delivered them. They were in physical bondage. They were in emotional bondage. And they called upon the Lord. He broke the chains. He delivered them from their depression. He delivered them from their brokenness. Depression is real, people. Depression is real. I deal with it a lot. As being a pastor, I deal with it a lot. Depression is real. But God can deliver. God can deliver. He's our deliverer, and he's the one who sets us free. Okay, let's look at the third one. The Lord is our healer. The Lord is our healer. And all of us know that. All of us know that. But this third group was physically sick. They turned their back on God so much, they were physically sick. They were, they were so diseased that food made them sick. It says they loafed at eating. In other words, they couldn't eat anymore. Food, just thinking about it, made them sick. They were dying. They were dying. And God, they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And it says, He spoke and they were healed. And he snatched them from the death, from the door of death. He reached down and snatched them from the door of death. They were dying. And he brought them back. That's our God. That's our God. They were desperate. They were, this, out of all the groups, this may have been one of the most desperate ones. Because they were at, according to the word, they were at the door of death. And when they cried out to the Lord, isn't it amazing and I say, I say I can't understand it, but I can because that's sin. But a lot of times, it's almost, it's almost out of desperation that we cry out to the Lord instead of taking things to Him right away. Why do we let things, why, why do we let things get so bad sometime in our life before we take it to the Lord? You know, I was taught years ago to keep a short account with God. You know what that means? That means don't let things build up. Don't let things build up to when you go to, when you go to God, you're almost scared to go to Him. Keep a short account of God. Don't be afraid to say, Lord, man, I blew it today. I blew it today. He knows you blew it. He wants to hear it from you. And He'll forgive you. Don't be afraid to ask forgiveness. I ask forgiveness every day. I, I have to. That's what the word is. Why? Because I'm human. You know? We're not perfect. I know a lot of you probably think I am. But, I, but talk to Norma. <laughs> I'm not perfect. None of us are perfect. And God knew that. That's why, that's why he said, communicate with me. Pray with me. He, he knew we weren't perfect. He knew we couldn't do it ourselves. If we could have done it ourselves, he wouldn't have died on the cross. But he died for those things that are going to help tomorrow. He died for our shortcomings. You know, shortcomings are sin. He died for our shortcomings that are tomorrow. You know, I used to say, I used to think, Lord, these are just little things. Well, little, do you know little things build up? Just like in a marriage, little things build up. Well, little things build up between you and God. You know, and pretty soon it, it hinders that communication. It, it hinders that communication between you and God because you're almost afraid to go to your father. Don't ever be afraid to go to Jesus with something. You don't have to come to me. You don't have to come with pastor, the pastor. You go to God with it. Don't be afraid to go to God. You know, he's waiting. 
with open arms, with open ears. He's waiting to hear from you. And he's waiting to throw his arms around you and say, okay, come on, I'll carry you through it. Come on, this is, it's not that bad. I forgive you. Pick up your head and walk. You know, sometimes we walk around like, yeah, I'm a Christian. You know, no. Be glad you're a Christian. I had a next-door neighbor just a few weeks ago. said, Rick, it seems like you're always happy. For a next-door neighbor to say that, that's good. Because <laughs> I'm not always happy, okay? But you know, uh, I said, you know, God has been good to me. God has been good to me. He said, yeah, he has, you know? So we got to talk a little bit. He's unsaved, you know? Been to this church here, didn't like it. Been to that church there, not to this one, but, you know, here and there. And we just, we just had a time. I didn't lead him to the Lord. I didn't tell my life story. We just talked. He knows where he knows where I stand. You know, it's amazing how they change. How they change when they're getting ready to say something they know they shouldn't. You know, it changes in mid sentence. You know, it goes from that hope to this. And I, I almost laugh sometimes. You know what I'm saying? But you know, hey, I don't know where that came from. But you know, don't be afraid to talk to you to talk to God. Don't be afraid. You know, even even if it's at you're at your wit's end. That's what I said. They were at their wit's end. Okay? Don't be afraid. And don't be afraid to tell others. Don't be afraid. Give thanks to the Lord. He says he spoke. See, God don't have to do, you know, he don't have to say, well, when I get around to it, all he has to do is speak the word. He says he spoke the word and they were healed. He spoke the word and they were snatched from the door of death. But we have to remember to give God thanks. In each one of those, they gave God thanks. You know, they sacrifice. You know, giving God thanks is a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. Because you're telling them, God, I love you. You know, it's a sacrifice on our part. We're sacrificing to God. Thanking God and praising God is a sacrifice. He wants that kind of sacrifice. He deserves that kind of sacrifice. He wants it. Why? Because he's a holy God. He's a holy God. Our fourth one. He calms the storm. He calms the storms. And on this one, they talk about being out in the ship. And, you know, they, were, they, they knew what they were doing out in the ship. Okay? But... Uh, but the, the winds blew, the winds blew, and uh, the waves got high, and it says they lifted up, you know, and, you know, I can almost see, you know, people, God wants to calm the storms in your life. All of us have storms. Sometimes they're just little storms. Sometimes they're a rainstorm. Sometimes it's a tornado. Sometimes it's a tornado. The doctor told Lou, Tucker today, he said, Brenda has been through a tornado. I thought that was a neat word. She's been through a tornado, and it's going to take her some time to come out of it. You know, everybody reacts different. But, you know, sometimes there are tornadoes in our life. You know, it says here, he calmed the storm. You know, uh, it says, um, you know, they, uh, what does it say? That they came to him in prayer. They came to him in prayer. It says they didn't know what to do. They, they stattered like drunk, like drunk men. They didn't know where to go. They were at their wit's end, and they cried out unto the Lord, and he brought them out of their distress. He silenced, 
He silenced the storm to a whisper. God can silence the storm in your life to a whisper when you cry out to God. Problem is, we're about halfway through the storm till we realize, oh, I should have asked God. Ask Him at the beginning, not at the end. Ask Him at the beginning, not in the middle. God is in control. The waves of the sea were hushed. He can hush the waves that come crashing on you when you bring it to Jesus. Don't be afraid to pray. Don't be afraid to ask others to pray. That's why we're brothers and sisters in Christ. We pray for one another. Never be afraid. And in verse 35, we're almost done here. In verse 35, it says, He turned the desert into pools of water and the parched ground into flowing springs. In other words, I take that as a desert that is in our life. There's a desert times in our life. And we're dry. You know, you can dry up. You can dry up by no communication. You can dry, you can dry up. And it says when you come to the Lord, he, he will turn the desert part of our hearts. You know, our hearts, that's what they call a hard heart. You know, when the ground gets, gets that, it gets what? It gets hard. Okay? And what does it need? It needs water. It needs water. And it says he brought springs of living water. God can do that in our hearts and in our minds. He can bring that spring of living water to break that hardness that's there and to, and to calm those storms. Sometimes we get hard because of situations. We get hard because of the storms. You know, when you've been through a storm after a storm after a storm after a storm, sometimes you just get almost bitter and almost hard. But it says God can break that and he'll give you that living water. He'll make the desert flourish. And, and he's talking about here the desert that, are, that is in us, okay? Uh, and, and the ground to a flowing spring. Oh, praise God for those flowing springs. Praise God for those times that, man, when they were dried in my life, God opened up the springs. You know, it used to, there was a song we used to sing. The windows of heaven are open, and there's blessings falling tonight. You know, that's an old, old song, but it's a true. God will open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing upon us when we ask him and we believe. It may not be tomorrow. It may be down the road. It may be part by part by part by part, you know? You know, it says that God won't give us anything that we cannot handle. It's true. As long as we're handling it with Him. Let me say that again. As long as we're handling it with Him. Don't try to handle it by yourself. Because I don't know about you, but when I handle it by myself, it gets really messy. I can make the mess out of the easiest thing sometimes. But when I handle it with God, when I say, God, you take over and show me how to do it. You take over to heaven, the Father, and let me, you know, give me the words. Shut my mouth when I'm supposed to shut it and open it when I'm, you know. I pray that quite a lot. Shut my mouth when I'm supposed to shut it because sometimes I know the answer before they ask the question. You know, help me to listen. So tonight, these are just four areas that God is our, is our healer. That God is our healer. He takes care of us when we cry out to Him 
when we cry out to him. First Peter 3.12 says, The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. God's eyes are on us. We're the righteous. We're the righteous. His eyes are on us, and he's listening. And he's listening for our prayers. He's listening for our thanks. He's listening. Don't be afraid to pray. Don't be afraid to ask God. Don't be afraid to thank him. I thank him in advance. Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do tomorrow in this life. I thank God on my way home from the hospital to what he's going to do tomorrow in Brenda's life. Because I believe it. Why? Because I got a God that heals. Don't be afraid. If it's something, if it's something spiritual, if it's something financial, whatever it is, don't be afraid to bring it to God. He's a big God. He's a big God. And he's waiting. He's waiting for open arms and open ears to hear from us. And be, don't be surprised when he gives you a blessing that you can't contain. Let's pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word tonight. Lord, we just thank you, God, that you are there and you listen and you hear. And Lord, you are there. Lord, you're an understanding God. You know our hearts. We can't fool you. So Lord, tonight we just pray that as we bring our prayer request, as we bring, dear Heavenly Father, the things that, that are in our life that need a healing, those things, Heavenly Father, that are in our life that we need an answer. God, we pray that you would hear and that you would answer. And Lord, that we would be listening, listening for that answer. Again, Lord, we thank you for the victories that we have in Jesus Christ. We ask it in your precious and holy name. Amen and amen. You're dismissed. I tried to get you out by 7.30, and I only missed it by three minutes. Have a good time. Have a good day. Be sure to be here Sunday if you can.